Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, Strongs of Heron Hall? This is Steven, your host with Phytology Podcast, along with my lifelong friends, Josh and Ryan, talking about episode seven of House of the Dragon. And uh, do you guys like this episode? Could you see it enough to know if you liked it or not? Just immediately into the controversy. Is that what it well, is? I mean, look, I'm really liking the show. But pre- okay, so previously this had bugged me a little bit, but I kind of dismissed it as like, maybe my TV isn't calibrated. Maybe I... Maybe I need a nicer TV or something to be able to see it. But after this one and like everyone else is complaining about it. So I'm going to complain about it too. Cause I want to see the thing and it, I can't. I um, actually didn't have any issues on my TV. It's not an OLED either. It's uh, just, I think a 4k LCD, I, I believe I didn't have any issues on it. I did though on the episode before this i think have some issues but i was watching it on my other tv Mm -hmm. so i think that it is very tv dependent which i don't think it should be i mean there is like an artistic argument between you know filmmakers how they want the tone and you know setting the tone of the show but Uh i think that bottom line you should have visibility regardless yeah yeah so here's my kind of theory on what happened and i haven't heard anybody else say this so maybe i'm dead wrong but for the first few episodes it hasn't really been a thing for the last few but um my h in my hdr on my tv would like wait to kick in until like halfway through the episode because Uh like the stream like i I think it was just too many people were watching it so hbo was like lowering the the stream quality Uh uh-huh and so that might have been happening to some people because I remember that for sure happened on uh, the long night. Was that the name of the episode? Yeah. In season eight. Yeah. I know that for sure happened is that some people's dreams just got really downgraded. And that's mm-hmm. one of the first things that like falls off along with like, like they'll keep resolution, but sometimes the the HDR data doesn't come through. Um, so that so could I need happened. to just test it again right after this and see what, the, what we can blame. Maybe. I mean, I, I watched it like 20 minutes after it was released and I didn't notice it. Right. But that, that can have a lot to do on like, you know, just. You were one of the lucky few who got the HDR particles, yeah. Ryan, and you oh, took them up from okay. me. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I, I did go back and uh, watch a few minutes of it on my phone today, just because I was reading a bunch of the controversies. So I was like, hmm, I wonder how it looks on my phone. And it looked pretty good on my phone. And that was like in daylight, like. Uh, I mean, I wasn't outside, but I was like, yeah, but your phone's going to have a nice like OLED screen, right? Kind of. I have the Pixel 6, not the Pro. And so like the screen isn't the, it's not like quite a flagship screen on the pick, like the non-pro version. Okay. So it's, it's just like a, like it's a 1080, 1080 screen. It's not like 4k. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the best screen on any phone out there, but yeah, it's a decently good screen. Anyway, I don't know. 
I want to get back to Steven's yeah. initial question though, before he asked about the lighting, how, how we enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I, I did enjoy this show a lot. It wasn't too intense for me. It was definitely intense, but I, I liked it, especially the ending. Nice. The ending was a, a twist, a surprise for a uh, book readers for for those who are familiar with fire and blood because correct me if i'm wrong ryan because i think you read fire and blood most recently but leonard just kind of dies in fire and blood and doesn't really give any details right so i actually looked this up again just before because i i wanted to remember even though i i did you're correct i did just read the book and in the book he is killed by his former lover sir carl or coral oh really and um yeah and in the book there's two accounts one by uh the septum or mass i forget whether he's a septum or a maester uh-huh. and he claims that it was jealousy because leonor took a young lover and then or a different lover and then mushroom is the one who claims that he kills him or damon is the one that orchestrated his death but both were wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if if we're going by the show canon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's... I, mean, I don't think he's going to come back. I think this is kind of the end for him. I, I hope it. I hope that is the end. I hope that, like, you know, they ending. gave him, like, a somewhat happy ending, like, where he can kind of be free of his father's expectations and trying uh-huh. to fulfill duty. Uh, so far, I would choose his ending over any of the, any, like, the fates of the other characters who are just, I mean, not not related to what happens in the book, but just, like, how they're all stuck in this perpetual battle between sides of the family, and uh-huh. it doesn't seem like the place to be right now. Yeah, I would take his ending over, like, any Game of Thrones character ending ever <laughs> literally sailing off into happiness with his lover like it's a pretty mm-hmm. good ending for anyone feel bad for his parents though like his parents now think that they're childless yeah although yeah yeah although they do have two sets of grandkids that are yeah wait. it's yeah especially for his mom because his mom was kind of like i've given up on the throne like i've moved past it and she just really wanted what's best for the kids but her husband really wanted you know, he was the one who kept clinging to the uh-huh. fact that she should have been queen and their children will be like sit the Iron Throne. And so it, it kind of makes me wonder, I mean, so far, Corliss has seemed like a good guy and everything. But like, do you think like, is there any indication that he just married? Is it Renera? Rainis. Reina. Right. Reina. Oh, Rainis. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it ever straight? <laughs> Is it ever um, considered that he did just marry her, hoping that she would like somehow inherit the throne or no? Don't remember. Not in the books. But the great council happened like when they were children. Yeah. But still like, it seems like he was, he's always considered that she like should have another shot at taking it. I think the great council takes place after she was already married. Did it? It was whenever Jaehaerys was like, old about to die so possibly and eh, we probably shouldn't try to get into details really that not we're that, not gonna okay. understand it's really not that important just he, yeah. he does seem a little bit power hungry you know uh, in general i haven't really liked honestly i haven't really liked the take that they've put on corliss because 
I thought it was really cool from the Westeros history and George R. R. Martin's written out Fire and Blood. But in the show, yeah, he's like not as cool. He kind of comes across as power hungry and not super supportive well, and like not super smart or savvy or I, I, in general, like all the reasons why I liked him in Fire and Blood are not really apparent in the show. Well, I mean, in, in the book, it doesn't like go into people's personality, like not Corliss's personality too much, especially I feel like maybe not until yeah. later on in the dance of dra- the, the dragons. But, but I mean, I think the book does summarize like he goes on like, I think seven epic voyages and, you know, he basically makes so much money for his house that it becomes the wealth, the wealthiest wow. house in Westeros. And it's finally when he decides to like retire from going on these epic voyages that he settles down and marries Rainus. I think he's wow. like in his thirties. And so a lot of the, a lot of this show or all of this show takes place after he's had like these epic cool voyages. achievements, which probably would have been more interesting to follow him. Fair good argument. Yeah. We just don't see the reasons why I like him. Well, okay. Let's, let's jump back a little bit to the beginning of the episode. Should we? Cause we kind of just, Okay, the awkward funeral. Yeah, why? So why did Damon laugh? Do you guys think? Why did he what? Laugh. Why did he laugh? Like when the the priest guy was like reading, like going through the funeral rites, and he just like oh, starts. Oh, kind of oh, oh, oh! Before, okay, I was immediately thinking to the uh, funeral reception afterwards, which was awkward. So if I remember correctly, Damon laughs when it's it's their is it Corliss's brother who's doing the rites? I think Vaymond is his name. Yeah, and he, I, I think he says something about blood being thick and tying it together. And maybe Damon laughs because of the fact that they're all there tied together by blood, but mm. they there's a huge rift between some of them. Gotcha. I don't know that that's just that's just kind of me trying to think of what it could have been but okay that makes sense i yeah i I think he was talking about blood he was talking about something about blood and the and the ties of blood and stuff so that he was just damon's fell you know damon does not feel connected to his family at all never has okay makes sense yeah most of damon's actions are really kind of up for interpretation you have to kind of read into it because he's not one that really offered too many explanations for what he's doing and why i i definitely get this feeling like sometimes damon seems like kind of reasonable because he's talking like i think mostly when he's uh hanging out with rhaenyra he seems kind of reasonable but then when he's like interacting with people outside of the targaryen families he seems like just unstable and weird and you know he does things like laughs in the middle of a funeral and uh-huh. or causes his wife to die he just does lots of crazy stuff that like there's sometimes where i'm like oh i could like him and then other times where i'm like nope definitely still psycho. don't like him <laughs> the the reception the funeral reception was really good that was that was one where like i paused it like three times just to like make sure i was getting everybody's character straight and like Right. relation straight and making sure understanding that... what all of the simmering tensions meant yeah everywhere. yeah Mackenzie uh-huh. and I kind of talked through what everything meant it, it um, was it was strange to me because like I, I felt like there was this tension like underlying everything 
but I didn't understand why they were like rushing the kids off to bed. They're like, go to sleep. Like, like I thought something was going to go down. Because didn't you see how dark it was? It was nighttime past their bedtime. Oh, okay. You couldn't see anything. That's how you know it's dark. The sun's going down. I I think in a serious answer to that question, I think that they, they were starting like Aegon was starting to get really drunk. And then he, that's his name, right? Aegon. Aegon. Aegon is basically Joffrey. Yeah. I mean, not exactly, but like. He doesn't seem nearly as crazy as Joffrey so far, at least. Equally annoying, like equally dislikable at this point. Like, well, Joffrey gets worse, but I feel like. Joffrey was over there torturing. He's not that bad yet. So I I do see some similarities in that. I mean, Aegon, he doesn't seem like, he's definitely not power hungry. You know, when in the last episode, Allison was like, he's like she's like your sister will be king or queen and he's like so what like isn't that how it's always how it's always been but like she i think is you know instilling in him this like fear for his life that that auto hightower has kind of instilled in her is like uh-huh. if he's not king then your lives are pretty close to being forfeit so does he understand that and is just choosing Maybe to he's- nor it or I, I mean i just read it as like he's pompous and entitled and think, doesn't really take that threat seriously i think he's kind of starting to understand it or if not he's starting to like understand his mother's hatred of them because at least like in the last episode they were playing together the rhaenyra's children were you know mm-hmm. playing with aegon to pull a prank on aemond Whereas in this one, they're they're not even like associating together right. in any way. I did think it was pretty powerful how I I, I don't have uh, Renary's I don't have her kids' names memorized. Renary, like Jason, just Jason, Luke, Jason, Jacaris, okay. and Lucaris, and then uh, Joffrey is the youngest. Oh, one, and right? Joffrey, who's an infant. Okay, okay, so Joffrey, Jac- okay, Luke, and anyway, it was interesting how like they had just lost their father and they're like we're in the same boat and and she's like we can't even bring up like don't even say that uh-huh. out loud. and then they went over and comforted and kind of it seemed like made a little alliance with um they're now i guess half sisters yeah no they step something yeah they, they're all like on the black side basically yeah but that wasn't immediately apparent before this episode i guess like well i mean i guess we always kind of assume that david uh-huh. would be allied with renera but or but, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because the marriage ties, the Valerians would be on their side. Yeah, but before and, this, they weren't married. Well, no, Renair is married to Lenar. So the Valerians would, would be on the black side. But but also, um, what's the, the daughter? Their their daughter was married. Lena uh, was Lena. married to Damon. Oh, yeah, Damon. But right. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Damon wasn't yeah. connected necessarily to the black side, but he kind of was by default because... He doesn't like Viserys and he's not going to help Viserys with like anything. The, he doesn't like the high towers either. Right. So, yeah. 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 I guess. That, I guess. But it's just interesting how the kids went over and made that bond. You know? Yeah. yeah and the fact that Aemon went and stole their mother's dragon during her funeral is going to really cement that. Yeah, for sure. That was, that was. Man. I thought that scene was so cool with Aemon kind of claiming. Vagar, I, I mean, uh, maybe a little bit cheesy with this like little kid, like 
commanding a dragon and the dragon's like okay maybe i won't burn you to a crisp but i thought it was awesome like seeing him climbing this huge dragon because vagar is the biggest dragon in the world at this point or the known world at least Uh and then vagar kind of like slowly like lumbering up and taking Uh flight even though i'm definitely on the side of the blacks at this point and i'm like and I've read the book, so I know that Eamon becomes the writer of Vagar, but I'm just like, Vagar, you should have had like better judgment, right? Like Eamon is just kind of this annoying kid right now. I kind of like him up until he comes, a, you know, is super abusive to his cousins. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess last episode, I liked him. He was more of like a victim. More sympathetic, um, yeah. And more sympathetic. But this one, he was definitely like calling out the Rhaenyra's children on their parentage and being like, I stole your, or I guess he didn't say I stole your mom's no, dragon. I, but... I, I don't think, okay, so just play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Like, first of all, he wasn't the one that threw the first punch, right? Like that was um, one of the sisters. He was about, okay, all right, continue. Well, and second, and I think that he's been bullied for most of his life. And I feel like it's kind of common for people that have been bullied really severely to also like if they find that they have a power advantage so i kind of also use that because that's they've seen that modeled so much in their life Uh no and so and so he did restrain himself from like killing them right and then he like i don't know did he he, though yeah he could have he could have smashed him with a rock and he didn't he like yeah i mean but the positive is that he didn't kill his cousins. Well, like, well, okay. After he had just been getting beaten down by four, like if you have four people that are standing over you, like kicking you, worried that they're going to, yeah, they're you all dead. your younger cousins. So I must have, younger. I must have not seen that scene right because in in my mind, I thought he was about to like bash in J- Jace's head, and then Luke was the one that jumps up and like cuts his eye and stops him from doing that i think there was like one time where he could have and then he kind of pulled, yeah, pulled back and... and then they all jumped him i think i'm getting this series of events right but they all like jumped him started like kicking him on the ground and then he like pushed him off and then um i think had like hit one of them with the rock yeah that's how i remember it, Josh. and then the other one cut the cut his eye but like at that point, you know, like he could have, they could have kicked him to death, you know, like they could have killed him when he was on the floor. Come on, he's the biggest one. He could have just walked away. I mean, I don't know the age. I don't think like, they were going to kill him. Look, all I'm saying is that if you're on the floor being kicked by four people, then like you're going to respond with like as much force as you think it takes to get out. I feel like you can like use your words a little bit before it comes to that. No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that like to me, it wasn't like obvious that he was like, a super bad person in that like it, i think he did instigate it i think that like obviously stealing the dragon like inflamed tensions and was like a pretty cruel thing to do uh-huh. but when you're ambushed by four people and the one of them is the one that throws the first punch by that point alone you're kind yeah, of yeah but the one that throws the first punch is your younger female cousin like i don't know man they're like at, at that point like being female like they're all pretty small you know what i mean like there's not that much like size and I mean, he's like, like a head taller i i don't i'm not buying this defensive i, I it's not, i'm not trying to like defend him per se i'm just saying that like his actions are like understandable like i don't think they they make him an evil yeah person. i think they're understandable they're like he look he took the dragon there's what can he say like i'm sorry you know clearly not and so i i get why he was aggressive 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I, yeah I, get, I get why they were both aggressive. Right. But I still feel for yeah the Rainier's children a bit more, I think. It's just so interesting because this is exactly leading in like it's it's so well mirroring the conflict amongst the adults too right like oh yeah you know like yeah we can talk about but how allison kind of has the upper hand because she's of the king in a lot of ways like i I would i mean i would disagree i think that the blacks definitely had the upper hands up until this point because they had the dragons because i mean so the greens the only dragons they had were sunfire and does uh what's what's the youngest does uh helena helena flies on dreamfire doesn't she i'll believe you i mean they said that amid was the only one that didn't so i'm assuming she has a dragon so i mean at this point sure they uh allison has the ear of the king but viserys isn't going to turn on Rhaenyra and he's made that clear no matter what signs of the parentage of his grandchildren he's not he's not turning on her and so things would mostly stay the same until he dies and then if if the greens decide they want to make a play for the throne well the blacks have all the dragons and I mean up until that point that's all that matters now that they have Vagar, they have basically the biggest baddest dragon around which is huge in terms this is like i mean and auto hightower says so he's like right. this it was a sacrifice worth like we would have made like hundreds yeah. or thousand times over just because of how hugely it shifted the power dynamics yeah yeah that's a good point i for me the thing with the blacks and and this is why i really kind of wanted to get into i still want to talk about some of the character moments in here but yeah. it just seems like the blacks like and i talked about this on discord it seems like if like their claims to the throne is so screwed up because of these like bastard children and the fact that like if she okay here's here's my like worst case scenario if the blacks take over like her and damon have a kid that kid like um either the whole kingdom is like oh that's obvious like the other two kids are obviously bastard t-shirt rule or he's a targaryen so there's like a pretty likely chance that he's like super ambitious and power hungry and like maybe a little bit insane and he's like oh my brother my half brother that's sitting on the throne like is not legitimate i'm gonna make a play for the throne and then like he would probably be supported by most people because he's like obviously the only legitimate heir so that so like if if her and renee if her and damon have a kid then just by that kid's existence it's gonna like screw up like any you know other well, that's still a step her. away right because renera would still be renera would be the queen and would rule for a while you know maybe who knows yeah but but we we're talking a lot about like legitimate like solidifying your claim to the throne and a lot of that has right. to do with your heirs well i think, I think that's that what if, the show is really showing us if renera became queen and then it would follow that well the king decided who would follow after so Rhaenyra would then decide who would follow after and I mean this that's why there's so much conflict is because it's not Jaehaerys literally made it seem so that like he selected the next male in line for the throne over uh Rhaenys sorry what's her name Rhaenys yeah Rhaenys and so now everybody's like oh this issue's been settled it goes to the next male 
And then suddenly Viserys is like, boy, hold on. No, it's going to go back to who I say it is, uh, mm-hmm. who I want to be the heir. And um, so I, I don't know. I guess I, I think that if Rhaenyra became queen and solidified her power, then, I mean, it is an issue for another day. And certainly it happens with like the Blackfire rebellions later on in the Targaryen history that issues come up with legitimizing bastards so i'm not saying it wouldn't happen but maybe maybe it would maybe it yeah would. it's a good point though josh i mean that hypothetical is could like definitely that's just, happen yeah, that's kind of how i see like i don't see around that any way around that happening kind of uh-huh. if, if renera versus like with uh you know if Viserys just changed his mind then like the succession is pretty clear uh, the high castle side you know well she could just you know, she becomes queen. She could just complain about the issue to Laris uh, Strong, and he would just kill them. Her her kids? Or yeah. The... He would just he would just take care of it. Yeah, you got to be careful what you say around that guy. Yeah, you do. Careful what you wish for, man. So is just going back to that. I'm not sure they don't really talk about in the books where Laris's loyalties lie. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, in this, it definitely seems like or at least he's alluding to his loyalties lie to Alicent. And maybe that's because he sees that he can, you know, gain the most by supporting her over uh-huh. Rhaenyra. I, is there any like subtle, like, like he's romantically interested in Alicent? I, I like, I'm not sure if. Seems like it may be kind of hinting at that in the show. Okay. That's what Hayden thought in our last review. He, he brought up the fact that he was already like sitting at the table eating. Like he felt like just things like the small things made him seem like he was really comfortable around her and was maybe trying to establish that connection. He was staring at her the whole time. He, he come. Yeah. I mean, the relationship is definitely not proper between the Lord of Hall and the queen. Lots of improper relationships going on. Yeah. Lots, lots of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Ryan, you said you were on the black side. Josh, did you do you have an official I think side I, that you're I, taking? I think I'm saying greens. You're back to the greens. Back to the greens. So you were green through like the first five episodes, and then you went black in episode six, and now you're back to greens. I'm back to greens. I agree that adult Allison, I, I feel like, became a lot darker younger youthful Alicent what I liked her a lot more than Rhaenyra right especially because Rhaenyra like or I mean yeah Rhaenyra swears on her mother's grave she just lies flat out to Alicent and you know Alicent is like wants to do her best to to amend things between them but I think that's kind of like the last flaw or the last straw is when she realizes that Rhaenyra lied and that lie got her dad kicked out and sent back to I forget where the high towers are from old town old town yeah that's pretty brutal I'm uh, I'm on the green side too with the caveat of I like the the black children better so if I could take the if I could take Allison over Rhaenyra but with uh, but with uh, Rhaenyra's children because Allison's children just they suck they're they do the worst but Allison is pretty young and like would be able to, you know, like you said, rule a pretty long time. And then hopefully like 
I really don't see Aegon as being nearly as bad as Joffrey. I see him like a youthful kind of drunk, like enjoys his wine a little bit too much, but I haven't seen him really do anything like super cruel like Joffrey did. Yeah, that's fair. Joffrey like rejoiced in violence and death and suffering, you know, like yeah. this kid, this kid does not do that, that we've seen at least. He just, yeah, that's fair. That was probably a little, a little rash of me, but I, I really dislike him. He's, he's a very dislikable guy. Cause he reminds you of like right. anybody that's like spoiled and pampered that, you know, and like, and like, you know, kind of. Right. He reminds me more of like an Ambrose from Name of the Wind than a yeah. Joffrey. Good call. Good real, real punchable face, but not necessarily, you know, we don't need to kill him. He just, yeah, he just needs a good, good whipping, you know, just, just uh-huh. get, get out there and not, not like an abusive weapon, but like get out there and like get whipped Knock in shape, sense you know? into him. I, I'm okay. not, I don't know. I just think like go out, like learn, you know, get, get whipped by life a little bit, like go go out there get some hard knocks under your belt come back and i think you'd be a good so one thing that they left ambiguous which would just just to connect it to what we were talking about this would definitely affect my support of the blacks um they left it ambiguous whether or not uh rainier and damon knew about sir coral or coral and leonor's uh like ruse to, uh-huh. to kill somebody else and run away. I think they did because Damon, it looked like Damon like broke a servant's neck that looked kind of like Leonor yeah. and they used that person in place of Leonor. Yeah, it was too dark. I couldn't tell what was happening there. Is yeah, that what happened? He, he, went down, he went on a staircase and broke somebody's neck and then that's the last we saw. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they do talk about Damon's kind of saying like, Rhaenyra admits that she does love Lynn or probably not like a romantic love but like you know love of companionship and and then Damon says something like well this is the best you can do for him in this situation and so if it's if they kind of conspire with Leonor to like let him be free with his love I would definitely like them a lot more than if Rhaenyra and Damon are like you know what like we just need to kill this guy and then we can be together I'm I'm like ninety five percent certain they knew because in their little monologue at the end they say like everybody would be fearful of what we would do like they would whisper but only we would know the truth of what actually actually happened and so like to me that's saying to me that was saying like everybody's going to assume how ruthless we are and we'll know that we're not actually that ruthless we well it it could it could mean that everyone whispers that they killed them but only they know the truth that they actually did. To me, yeah, I guess that's how I took it before I saw what actually happened. I think that's kind of what you're meant to kind of think, but then when it showed you that he got away, then right. I think it takes on like a different meaning. Definitely, it, as events were unfolding, yeah. you were supposed to be like slowly coming to this horrible realization that they're going to kill him, and then they don't. Right, and then yeah. So yeah. that that was that was a good twist. That I mean, so I guess we're all leaning on the side that. Damon and Rhaenyra were being merciful. They weren't actually out to kill Leonor. This was just an easy way to get Leonor to be with his love, go off free from responsibilities, free from raising somebody else's children. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it seems like, and, and he did, he did kind of, he didn't like being in King's Landing or just like sitting around. He wanted to be out like adventuring or battling at the Stepstones and Rhaenyra had forbid him in the past. Right. So everyone's happy except for Rhaenys and Corlys and their children. 
Ranieri's yeah. children. Yeah. They're those kids are scarred. Yeah. They lost their real father and their pretend father. And gained an uncle father. Yeah. And well, and gained I would some, not want Damon to be my father. And or gained some step some, some stepsisters that they that they seem to well, you know. I mean, you say that I, I don't think I'd want him to be my father either, but his girls seem to be like fairly stable. Probably yeah. because of their mom. She yeah. seemed like yeah. a great person. Yeah, yeah she did. She seems yeah. like one of the few like genuinely good people in all too good. Too good for Westeros or Essos. Damon seemed to be a good dad to the daughter that had a dragon and then kind of yeah, a exactly. negligent father. So- yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's that I think that kind of shows who Damon is up to this. And I kind of I said it is like he's nice to like Targaryens and not nice to people who aren't Targaryens. So I think he just respects the blood of the dragon and his daughter who has a dragon. He's like, oh yeah, she has the blood of the dragon and the daughter who doesn't. He's like, she's not my daughter. Okay, we're low on time, but quickly, uh, let's wrap by just everyone say who won the episode, who lost the episode. Uh, I'm going to have to say Allison lost the episode. She... Because we saw her for what she truly was. Yeah, and but I but on the flip side, I'm going to say that Eamon won the episode, lost an eye, but came to Oh, there. so this is like people, not like the Greens won. Yeah, the yeah, character like who the like did the most to advance their cause and the character who lost the most. I, I don't know how you could dispute Eamon winning this episode. You get the biggest, baddest dragon around, become a dragon rider, and I is a small price to pay. Okay, and your loser? Probably the green children, or the, sorry, the black children, because they're, they lost their mom, their dad, you know well no they've still got their mom yeah oh well sorry sorry uh, i guess and damon's children lost lost their their mom rainier's children lost their dad yeah that's fair um also yeah damon damon probably did win the episode i think damon also advanced his cause decently whatever his cause is whatever his cause is he probably advanced it in marrying (laughs) rainier i know something he's been trying to do for a while he failed the first time I think his cause is fire and blood. <laughs> Just any way possible. Let's have fire and blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, loser. King Viserys, once again, poor guy. But yeah, his children are not playing nicely and they are just now completely ignoring him and treating him like a puppet king and just waiting for him to die. I don't understand how Viserys allows auto hightower to come back after he dismissed him for not doing what was in his best interest i think it's meant to show that he does not have control on what's happening really yeah allison was like bring him back and he's back like allison yeah allison like tried to find like a direct order of the king like in front of the whole maybe not the whole court a substantial yeah if i was viserys i'd be like you're queen so i can't execute you but you're going in the black cells Wow, Donuts, Donuts didn't hear that. Sydney's like, uh, <laughs> Sydney wouldn't do that to me. But if she does, if she best does. watch out. Yeah. All right, guys, that's a wrap for episode seven. Three more episodes. In the next episode, we're getting another time jump. So the kids are once oh, are again we? getting older. Oh, yeah, that's right. Eye patch, Amen. Yeah. 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 The eye patch, older Amen is here. I, I assume all the kids are getting older. Yeah, the, the only yeah. actor who changed, I'm still kind of salty about. 
Yeah, but you realize now, I don't think you realized at first why they had to do that. They had to because their kids are getting older. Like if the teen Allison and Rhaenyra actresses were still around or the young 20 teen actresses, it, it wouldn't make sense that their children were the same age as them. Like they had to age them up. Oh, they make up. I don't know. I, I still have some No, them. man, they can't have kids that are, they can't have actors who are 20 and the and the parent actors are also 20. They've got to at least be like 30 and 20. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I'm with you. They were great. And, and yeah. it, it, it is unfortunate, but the show is such that they're really going yeah. through the years. They, they, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else has been done really well. And that was done well enough that I'm not really salty over. Are they just doing two actors or actresses to portray them? Or is there going to be a third one? I don't think they're doing. I mean, they may jump around a little bit, but I think after this time jump in the next episode, I think that's pretty much going to, we're going to ride out the rest of them. Because at that point, like everything's been set and I think they're just kind of ready to go with the rest of the events. Because I think the the actual like events of Dance with Dragons are take place over the course of two years total. Well, it depends. There's more that like kind of continues on afterwards. So who knows how long the show goes. There are some, there are some younger kids who they may, might want to age up more. But I think they're going to stick with the next set of kid actors. One one quick question, and I know we're all on time. Do we know about how many seasons this is going to run for? I've been asked that a few times, and I really don't know. I mean, they renewed it right away. After the first episode, they renewed for, renewed for season two. I don't know. I don't know. how. I would say are. four. I think like three or four seasons would be right. I think so. so. I well, like Rings of Power, I think they've said five seasons four seasons they've they've like announced that they're doing that i don't think we have the same situation here i think four seasons would be a sweet spot yeah yeah we we don't want it to linger too far in four seasons they could really have just banger episode after banger episode and get through a ton of cool stuff yeah every episode is most so nice all right all right guys see you later see you guys bye bye